you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we find out where the Bristlebacks came from, help a Karja guard clear his name, and help two sisters build a weapon prototype. Welcome to episode 40 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. I'd like to welcome any new listeners as well as any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for taking the time to check out Lightkeeper Protocol. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have to say about the game and about the show. So please join us on our Discord at discord at mash.gg slash discord. It's going to be a night, folks. It is going to be a night. Uh, you know, the other two are going to be cut out. But that's the third time I had to say that. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We're both doing great today. So it's uh, it's going to be a good, good recording. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. So on the last episode, we were clearing out the Daunt of side quests, and on this episode, we're going to be clearing out the Daunt of Bristlebacks. Actually, we already did that. We cleared out the Daunt of Bristlebacks, but we're going to find the source, and we're also going to continue to clear out the Daunt of all of its side quests. Uh, But yeah, on today's episode, we're going to be going over the Bristleback side quest, over the Shadows of the Past side quest, and then uh, a bigger boom errand. And then also talking about the Chainscrape Melee Pit. So uh, let's get started with the Bristlebacks. Now, this is a quest, a side quest that started early, right? You know, it started, well, it's available after the first time you speak with Olvind. That's, that's when you, you know, you're talking to him or you walk up on him and Javad. And Javad's like, oh, there's a matter of the Sundom I'm love to talk to you about. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But you already know what he's talking about. <laughs> and uh yeah so what we the way we talked about it in the show that we just went directly from talking to Olvind to you know talking you know for trying to find Aaron but I think in reality both of us went and talked to Javad first absolutely right? yep yeah so uh you know you can find Javad the willing in the tavern savior thank you for taking the time my condolences that you had to endure Olvin's bloviating. I've dealt with worse. That sounds like he's really trying to put you over the barrel. The idea that the Karja purposely let Bristlebacks into the dawn, it's, it's completely absurd. But the louder and longer he says it, the more support he'll get for his damned concession decree. How did the Bristlebacks get into the dawn? No one knows for sure. The first report of them came from... West of the quarry, but unless they have wings I don't know about, I don't see how they could have come over the mountains. No other way in. The only way I know about is barren light. Look, if you can get to the bottom of this, I can offer a considerable bounty in return. Help me shut Olvind up. Uh, so Javad, he's the magistrate that oversees the don't on behalf of the Sun King of Vod. And he may actually be called Javad the Willing because he asked for the post in the dawn. So, you know, he says overseeing the entire valley 
but the Sun King is an honor. So maybe that's why he's called the Willing, because he's just like, yeah, I'll go, I'll do it. I don't know, maybe the other magistrates did not want to deal with the Daunt because they know that it's close to the Tanakh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he so, made a great decision there. <laughs> yeah, but hey, he still says it is an honor. So, you know, maybe if it wasn't for Alvin, it wouldn't be so bad. True, true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he wants Aloy's help in finding out where the bristlebacks came from. He says until there's concrete proof where the bristlebacks came from, Alvin can continue to say that the cards allowed them into the daunt. And the only place they could have come from would be Baron Light, as far as they know. The only point, part, the only area that has a gate or a place that can open to the place where the bristlebacks would have came from was the gates at Baron Light. So it, it, makes it easier for Alvin to say, hey, the Karja had to let them in because the only place they could have came in are in Baron Light. You know, so it makes sense to a degree. I do have a counterpoint to that, which is like, well, there are Asaram at Baron Light. So if the Bristlebacks came through Baron Light, you don't think the other Asaram would have saw the yeah. Bristlebacks coming through Baron Light? I was going to say, that's a lot of Bristlebacks to just sneak past the door. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they tiptoe past all those tents and everything outside yeah. of Baron Light. Was, yeah, there's like a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot going on that not that, you know, that's like NASA faking the moon landing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's too many people there, too many people involved to 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 keep that a secret. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Alvin doesn't have to fight too hard to get people to believe that this is the, the, the uh, car's fault because a lot of them still hold Grudges from the Red Raids for good reason. <laughs> you know, so I will not blame the Osiron for that. So, uh, Javad, he really needs for the construction of Baron Light to continue. Because at this point, we have the work stoppage going on. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he needs that construction to continue. So either they'll have to figure out what happened with the Bristlebacks and get the Osiron to work. Or he'll have to sign a de- con- uh, concession decree. So, the clock is against him here. Uh, but uh, Javad tells Aloy that the first sighting was west of the quarry. Someone said the ground trembled before, you know, they came charging down the hill. And Aloy tells Avad that he'll, sorry, not Avad, Javad, that he'll start looking there. The names are too similar to have two Karja, like, it's, it's too close. It's fine. Avad and Javad. Yeah, yes. I'm sure they have a great relationship together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, Javad, he's just really hoping that Aloy can find the source of the bristlebacks and that it will stop Olven from blaming the Karja and start focusing on rebuilding Baron Light. Uh, so the quarry is the place where you fight the bristlebacks after talking to Aaron. That's where like you start fighting three and then like two or three more come down the hill or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you head west of there, that'll lead Aloy on a path where she'll find a dead bristleback that fell off a cliff. And if you follow that path, you'll eventually come to an old mine where you can clearly see that a stampede came out. You know, you can clearly see that. And uh, Aloy's dialogue is a, is, a, is a little weird. She's like, hmm, it looks like a stampede came through here. A lot of broken down trees. Like, no, it doesn't look like a stampede came through here. A stampede came through here. Right. <laughs> like, you, like, you can clearly see, like, that a stampede actually came through there. I'm just curious. Was there an actual path going down or was, like... I feel like this is a thing where if a sheep goes off like the side of a mountain and all of the sheep follow it, it just ends up building a cushion where they just don't all die when they fall. Right. Is that what happened? There is a bristleback at the end that like 
broke I think their that's fall. what happened. I, I think the first bristleback that came through met its end at the at the bottom of that cliff, and the rest of them just kind of like fell on top of the bristleback, <laughs> <laughs> and they just got up and kept running. Also, I don't know if so. that's completely true about the sheep. I know they fall off cliffs. I just don't know if they build up enough. To- I don't think so either. Okay, <laughs> like, that's I, not a right th- in my I, head, but now it's very think- gruesome thinking about it. So. Yeah, I don't think the sheep floof actually helps them, you know, like it's it's not like, you know, hitting a pillow. That's not what video and, games taught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you jump on a sheep, you won't bounce off of it. So, oh, oops. <laughs> Sounds like you tried it. <laughs> we won't talk about that. It's fine. Uh, so, uh, yeah, eventually you do come to an old mine and you can clearly see that it's, uh, a stampede came through. So. But Aloy's dialogue is still like, hmm, we need to, I need to investigate this. Like, oh, clearly they came. Like, that's, you, you can clearly see that this is where they came from, right? But whatever. Uh, so Aloy enters the mine, which is uh, called Split Crag. And uh, it feels like the mine is barely holding together, at least when you first get in there. And there's a reason for that. Like, there's a lot of, like, rubble and stuff like that falling from the ceiling. Uh, and it's kind of, like, dusty and smoky. And she comes across some cart tracks that have collapsed, and she needs to find another way around. And the deeper she goes into the mine, you know, she can start to see smoke, and she's like, well, maybe there was an explosion. I mean, that's a, that's a fair assumption. <laughs> and uh, eventually she does come across some bristlebacks, confirming that they did indeed come through the mine. Uh, there's only two of them, so they're easy enough to kill. I mean, there are those stealth mushrooms there. But why even bother when you can, they're acid bristlebacks. I'm right. sure you have acid arrows at this point. Uh, they're easy enough to deal with. Yeah, I just, I just uh, chain reaction both of them. And when you do that, especially with the toxic or the acid, they like die in that one hit. Yeah. And especially if you do it like with them next to each other. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. No, they weren't. So, they were in different parts of the, I was, I was not waiting. Okay. Yeah, what I'll do is I, because I, on hard, they do have a little bit of health left, so I just chain reaction both canisters. And by the time they start looking around, they're about to die. So Smart. Yeah. But uh, Aloy finds the source of the smoke, but she can't continue because of how much like smoke there is. And um, she can tell that the mine goes back really far, but she does find a pit with a ton of blaze and a note. And after reading the notes, Aloy says that the mine was supposed to be shut down, but Alvin kept blasting deeper into the mountain. And you can read the note. It was actually not a note. It's a shipping manifest. I guess it's a shipping manifest with a note on it. <laughs> uh, and the data point is actually called shipping manifest. And it's from Ragurg Tradesman. I think I'm saying I'm saying tradesman right for sure. But it's either Ruggerg or Ragurg uh, Tradesman. And he notes it's harder to getting harder to deliver Alvin's shipments quietly and that he had to avoid a Karja patrol on his last shipment. And uh, he says, you know, he calls Javada Chuff, but he says he can still shut down his trade. So this guy, Ragger Tradesman, is raising his fees because he's got to keep these shipments on the hush. So Alvin clearly isn't supposed to be doing what he's doing. It's a bunch of blaze and there's really only one thing you could do with blaze and that's blow it up. Right. At least that much of it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we do find that Olvind is blasting illegally, at least was blasting illegally or early secretly in this mine. So, uh, you know, Aloy is like, oh, I got to let Javad know this. And, you know, as she leaves the cave, she starts putting the pieces together. So she has some dialogue in there. She says, you know, Olvind was supposed to shut it down, but kept blasting. 
and eventually he blasts through uh, the mountain to the other side or to wherever the bristlebacks came from, you know, but she's not sure where it goes. And that's what she starts putting together there. So she updates Javad and he tells her that he actually told Alvin to stop mining there because it wasn't worth the risk. And he mentions that the tunnels go miles beyond the daunt. And now both Aloy and Javad believe that he may have accidentally opened a path to the other side. So Javad says he needs confirmation and Aloy agrees to go check it out. So uh, when you're pointing the, go ahead. I was going to say, if Aloy didn't want to, you know, wait for the embassy before, she could have just, you know, taken this path if she wanted to find an alternative route. Well, I think that's part of the problem, right? Like, there's too much smoke in the, in oh, the yeah, yeah, cave yeah, no. she couldn't get through. I'm just making so. a joke because th- it was the only way. But there were there were options. You know, a lot of, so they, we're going to come across another, we're going to talk about another quest in, in, in this episode. Where some people, the only way they can get through to the West is through the Gate of Barren Light. You mean to tell me that these mountains uh, and around the Daunt are so tall that you can't climb up and go around? <laughs> if you really need to? Do they let... Obviously, they don't let you, but I feel like I've climbed up bigger mountains than the ones that are at the edge of the Daunt. I mean, if you really, really need to get through... I think there's a way for you to get through. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're right. Yeah. The easiest way is through the gate of barren light. There, yeah, there you know? has to be ways, though. Exactly. So it's not like they have great surveillance. that They're like, oh, <laughs> this person snuck around the fence. Like, no, that's not what they did, you know. So. But, uh, yeah, so that was part one of that quest. If you were, you know, if you did that before you did the embassy then that was as far as you can go. Now, during the embassy, Aloy sees that the rebels are riding bristlebacks, which makes her think that that's maybe where the herd came from. You know, that the bristlebacks came from wherever the rebels got them from. And now that you see that, and also since you're beyond the gate, you're now on the other side of Baronite. Now you can explore. And that actually starts part two of the bristlebacks. Uh, so this is a, there's a couple quests in this game that have like a part one, part two or on hold. It would say mm-hmm. where you can't go further until something happens. Uh, so uh, yeah, once you're done with the embassy, uh, Aloy, she can go North of where the embassy was held and she'll find a rebel camp. Or at least it tells you it's a rebel camp. That's not actually a rebel camp. That is an outpost. Rebel camps have a specific symbol. Rebel outposts have a different symbol. But it's two two separate ones. There's a camp and outpost right next to each other. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Like that's not a like. So even by by the game's like standards, right? That's not a camp. That is an outpost. That symbol is is outpost. It is an outpost. Yeah, and above it is a camp. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, north of it, the sure. One like, right yeah, next north. to it is a camp. Yeah, I, it's like, I don't, call, I don't say like for it to be like right next to each other. I always have to say like you'd have to be a C one from the other, but you can't. Well, yeah, because there's mountains in the way. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Now we'll- <laughs> we're not going to agree. We're going to agree to disagree here because, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, we have the screenshot, so we could just pull it and post it in the Discord. Let people decide. That's fine. They'll <laughs> decide know, that they're next to each other. 
Yeah, like we need to get over, you know, we need to get an overlapping one with uh, with somebody selecting both, like having both selected and just overlap the maps. And then that yeah. way you can see how close the circles, like how, how close are the circles together? Do they touch? Do they kiss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, it's, the game says this is a camp, but it's not a camp. It's actually an outpost. And, uh, you know, Camps have more story significance in the game. Like each rebel camp performs a specific function for Regala's army. Uh, and like, like, for example, like one camp, it, it's about maybe uh, it's where they produce their weapons. Another camp is where they um, uh, override the machines. Uh, another camp is, you know, all, each camp has like, a different function and usually at the end of the camp you will find out what that function is what it was used for you know uh so but like rebel outposts they're just kind of there uh-huh. <laughs> they're just kind of there for you to uh as just an, not even an obstacle but as a maybe even as a collectible because every rebel camp and outpost has a leader to kill uh, even though this one didn't, this outpost did not have a leader, but most of them have like a leader to kill. And the leaders usually have a collectible, like they'll have like, uh, tags for you to take. And we'll get into that later. What you use the tags for, or they have keys that will open a chest that will have like Epic stuff in it uh-huh. or, or they'll have both. So, but yeah, the game definitely says it's a camp. This is an outpost. Where does it say it's a camp? Because when she approaches it on me, for me, because you went to here first, right? Because I did not. She calls it an yeah. outpost. The uh, In the quest log, it calls it, it a calls camp. It calls it a camp? Yeah, in the quest log, it calls it a camp. So, uh, yeah. And actually, I thought she, when she, when she and I could be wrong about this, uh, but I thought that she said... That they might have bristlebacks at their camp. And I think that's why maybe the quest log calls it a camp. Oh, yeah, maybe. Right. So, but yeah, this is our first rebel outpost. Uh, Once we get into no man's land, I think we'll talk more about the camp here. Uh, But this is, yeah, camps, camps and outposts aren't, I mean, uh, camps are basically like big outposts. Outposts are just a little smaller. Uh, you will get to a certain point. Well, I should say you will, but I got to a certain point where I wasn't even killing everybody in the camp. Because the only thing in the uh, sorry, not in the camp, in the outpost, in the outpost, the only person you have to kill is the leader. If you kill the leader, get the tags and leave. When you come back, the camp will be empty. That's what I was clearing everybody at first, but it gets to the point where like you literally can't because like sometimes they'll be like, "Where is she?" But like. I have no idea where they are. Like, I'm right here. Come and kill me. But like, they're uh, so I stopped clearing them. I just I really? just went for the leader. Yeah. I stopped clearing them. because I'm just kind of like, I want to go do something else. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. I, was like, I, I don't yeah. feel like, uh, you know, stealth in these people. Uh, sometimes they they do have machines that I didn't really feel like fighting. Mm-hmm. Like fighting ravagers in this game was a little annoying for me. I agree. I will be. I will. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So like, if there was a ravager there, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and stealth this leader, and that's it. And usually the leaders are pretty easily killable. Like you know, they were usually by themselves. They weren't around anybody, and you could stealth them if you had that uh, piercing like 
arrow, you could probably just shoot them right through the head, to be honest with you. I would throw two stealth grenades at them, and they're or stealth, oh my god, acid grenades at them, and they're dead. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. They are stealth <laughs> grenades. How do they work? <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't break. it? No, acid grenades. So what I would actually do is I wouldn't care about being seen. I would just uh-huh. throw it, kill them, go in, get the tags, and leave. That is true because it probably took him a, like a, 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 yeah, a minute to like be like, "What's going on? What was that noise? Yeah. What was that horrible? What was that harrowing scream? I just heard of somebody <laughs> being eaten by acid." Right? Uh, is and there trouble here? Sometimes they would see you, but something the game doesn't do is prevent you from teleporting when you have aggro. So you could pause the game and teleport when you're in a really bad situation. I do that in Genshin oh. all the time. I lose energy and fall down a cliff and I'm like, nope, not today and teleport away. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'm going to say the, the outposts are just usually smaller versions of camps. Um, the camps are, I mean, since they're larger, they're a bit more complex. So, uh, but um, this is the first area where I tried the high volley technique. That's the one where Aloy shoots the arrow in the air and it's supposed to come down and hit the people. Yeah, it was kind of trash. Like, <laughs> I was just very surprised how poorly it worked. I'm actually used to the one from Assassin's Creed. Oh, man, was it Odyssey? Assassin's Creed Odyssey has, like, a similar move, and it is gold when, when you're able to do it. But I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And so I was just expecting for at least one person to die or maybe have some like you know do decent amount of like damage uh across both people that were standing there and no like when i saw it didn't really do anything i switched to triple notch and then for my hunter arrow or my hunter bow i never switched after like a triple notch i I used triple notch the entire rest of the game i kept forgetting how to switch it around so i had high volley on like the entire time because i was like how do i change it again but every time I'm in the weapon wheel, I'm not reading the center of it because I'm like, oh, what weapon do I need? Time to switch. Got to craft some stuff. All right. Yeah. So I just I just use triple notch from that point forward. And actually, it took me a while to start using the weapon abilities again because I, I that just that just, that just when I used that and it didn't do <laughs> it really didn't do anything. I think I used another one. I can't remember what, what it was and it really didn't do much or what I was expecting. I was like, these things are useless. I did not start using weapon abilities again until later on when I started what I would say my sharp shot bow is what made me start using abilities again. Because mm. then you, you get like the rocket sharp shot bow, you get the focus shot that does the additional damage, you know, stuff like that. So that's and then you couldn't stop me from using it once I on my spike thrower when I got the like the rocker propelled spike th- spikes. <laughs> I did about it. I didn't use those that much. I use them at the end of the game for something. And I'm like, wow, these are great. Too bad. I never had to fight anything again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in this outpost, uh, the machines are herded into pens. So it seems that we're, that we're in the right place. Right. And there are two guards talking, and one of the guards says, "Well, we shouldn't be here. We should be. We shouldn't be guarding tame machines. We should be out fighting." The other one says, "Well, they can't lose any more machines, so we need to guard them." And the first one replies, saying, "Oh, it wasn't our fault. The ground just opened up out of nowhere." So once again, it's like, "Okay, I think I'm in the right place here." We had two very different experiences here because I went to the camp first by accident. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So when I get to the outpost, 
actually. Aloy goes, oh, this is the outpost. This is probably where the rebels are keeping their machines, but it seems like everybody left after I killed the camp or something along those lines. So there were no people there for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'll concede to your point. You didn't tell me that, that you cleared the camp first and then everybody left the outpost. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. You didn't start the conversation with that. That was such a, that makes such a difference (laughs) in the conversation. No, it doesn't because you were saying the position. The position would still be next to each other or not, regardless if they were like outposts in the camp that communicated with each other. I still don't think they're next to each other, but they're connected because the whole thing that, the whole thing that started the conversation was you saying that there's an outpost and a camp there together. Now that you're telling me that they <laughs> left when you killed the camp leader, yes, they are together, but, but the they're ar- not next to but each the other. Argument, see, the argument was if they were next to each other, though. This doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't change the point. I still think they're next to each other, regardless if they're connected or not. That's, see, okay, that's, you were having that argument on your own then, because my main argument is that they weren't together. <laughs> like, that was, that was my main argument. Oh, I didn't know you were saying they weren't together. I thought you were saying they weren't next to each other. I also believe they're not next they're to each next other. I think they're just close to each other. <laughs> I also believe they're not next to each other. Like they're too cl- they're too <laughs> far away to be next to each other. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing that started that conversation was you, was you saying that there's a camp and an outpost there together. With you telling me you could clear in the camp leader first and the outpost is gone, which completely explains why there's no leader in the outpost. Yes, yeah. they are together. Yes, that yeah. so yes, that you are correct yeah. there. Yes, I thought I just said that they are next to each other, and that's what, whatever, whatever they are. They are connected. Yes, those camps are connected. Thank yes. you for that You're very welcome. important information, so there, Christina. <laughs> so there were, there were still machines there. Uh, so it was like two Striders and a Bristleback, but like there were no people. There's a Bristleback there. Yeah. Oh no! Like when I went there, there are no Bristlebacks. There's only. There were only striders and they were in pins. Oh, see, I messed up then because I had to fight a bristleback and it's it's a uh, tank was shielded. So I was having a really hard time. Oh, you got an evolved bristleback. Okay. Yeah. 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 So when I got there, there are people there. This is also where the first place that I saw um, mounted uh, rebels where they were, were ra- ra- rebels on tops of mounts. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's a way to stealth them. And I never found a way to stealth them. You have to knock them off or just kill them. I did notice, though, the mounts really don't do much. Too much. I feel like even when you knock them off. So, again, I just used acid bombs and it, like, knocked them off and killed them and mostly killed them out. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it just it just a little annoying that it it basically is an anti-stealth tactic like it keeps you yeah. from stealthing them like you you have to knock them off and also the fact that they wear masks even if you shoot them from the back of the head which is one of the things i think the game should have changed that if you shoot somebody with a mask from the back of the head they should die in one shot they really yeah. should uh but if you shoot them back of the head the mask will crack open i'm like well how did the mask crack open <laughs> <laughs> it went through their head <laughs> exactly uh but um yeah i think uh yeah, that, this, the, the experience was definitely very different. I just thought that they didn't put a leader in this camp because it was there for the quest. No. Nah, right, I so, guess they were, like, together together. That's why. Yeah. 
Alright, so yeah, after killing all of the rebels, Aloy, she's able to make it to the back of the camp, and she finds what used to be a bristleback pin. It is now a sinkhole. <laughs> and it's clearly how the bristlebacks, you know, got into the daunt. You know, Alvin blasted through, created a sinkhole, bristlebacks fell through, they were startled, and probably just ran all the way through that mine. I feel like the bristlebacks should have been more damaged than what they were when they came through. Fall through the hole, they, then they fall off a cliff. Well, I mean, they're 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 pretty sizable machines. On top of that, yeah, that's tr- that is true. Yeah, it's not like they're gonna break a leg, right? Exactly. So you know, they could take a bit of a beating. So yeah, Aloy, she's you know she's there, Detective Aloy, putting the pieces together, <laughs> uh, telling the player what's going on. You know, I'm rubbing my chin like, hmm, I think she's right. <laughs> you know, so, but uh, yeah, after Aloy finds this out, she heads back to Chainscrape to update Avad, and he is happy to hear this news. Uh, one, because it puts the blame on Olvind, and two, because it clears the Karja uh, of any wrongdoing, right? It closes the case. So he summons Petra and Olvind to the tavern. Thanks to the Savior, the sun has shown the truth on the Bristleback incursion. Tanakh rebels were keeping pens of machines on the other side of the mountains. A sinkhole swallowed them, releasing them into the underground tunnels that led east and out into the daunt. So it was an accident. But let us not forget that it was the Karja. I'm not done. The sinkhole only formed due to your unauthorized blasting in the southern mine, Ulvant. You are responsible for the machine rampage, the workers we lost, the destruction the bristlebacks caused, all of it. My dear magistrate, has your precious son baked your senses? I would never give such an order without first consulting you. (laughs) Uh, Evidence says otherwise. Aloy found the shipping manifest in the mine. You skirted the laws of the Sundom Ulvent, all for a few extra shards. And you almost drowned your other miners and sent that oversized tool over there to intimidate a bunch of refugees. I demand an official investigation. I won't be the victim of some Karja scheme. Certainly. We'll conduct a thorough inquest into everything. The bristlebacks, the mine, the refugees. Every business deal you ever put your name to. Well, that... that's not necessary, is it? What if I just return to the claim? Oh, well, that would save the crown the cost. Of course. I'll be on my way as soon as I wrap up some previous commitments, tie up some loose ends. After all, the welfare of Chainscrape's people in a transition like nope, this... Nope, you're leaving right now. Chainscrape will be just fine. You think she can run this scorched-out forge dump? Ha! Knock yourself out. Get out! Yeah, so uh, Javad, he lays everything out, and Alvin tries to spin it like it was just a mining accident, and Javad pulls out his trap card. He's like, nope, the shipping manifest proves that it was your fault for illegally mining. Uh, so he says Alvin is responsible for the machine rampage and the lost workers and like Petra, she piles onto it and talks about the miners that almost drowned the ones that we saved in the last episode. And then, uh, also that he sent tall, tall, Tolland to intimidate the Karja refugees. 
And so, you know, Olven and then he tries to spin it like it's some type of card or trick and he wants a full investigation. And then Javad is like, yeah, we, we will do a full investigation to every piece of business you're involved in. And now Olven's like, well, well, we don't need to do that. What if I just go back to chain scrape? And, you know, he's like, I just need to wrap up a few ends. And that's when Aloy gets involved. Once again, not her business. Right. But she, <laughs> she gets involved. There's like, no, you need to leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, uh, that, you know, that's how Owen gets the boot. And now Petra is actually in charge of chain scrape. Fitting. I love this. This, this whole scene was very satisfying to watch. I liked when someone tripped him. I liked when, uh, Petra said, I live here too, lug nut. So what's this about? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. But I'm very curious about like, how much of the dialogue changes depending on what you do or don't do because do you have to save the miners and the refugees in order to do this quest or could you just not do those and will she still say those things and uh, there was another one oh right in the beginning because they're talking about having the embassy happen what if you don't talk to them until after the embassy is over is that a whole line that you just miss does Olin just take over town I mean, you can't talk to them until after the embassy. No, Javad. Like, after you talk to Olvin and you meet Javad, and then he goes straight to the bar and you can talk to him, like, when the quest starts. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that line probably changes. Yeah. So I'm really... This this quest showed me, like, how many different pieces kind of go into play when you're interacting with the world. Right, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm sure the dialogue probably changes. I mean, I'm not sure... uh, for sure, because we we both obviously talked to him before the embassy, but yeah. you know it probably probably beforehand too. But I think with the stuff that Petra says, I believe she'll probably say that stuff regardless because it still happened. So yeah, technically speaking, it still happened. Aloy just didn't get involved in it. It's not like Aloy Aloy's involvement brought it to light, you know. Right. Because then you say when you, the, the guy, like, there was a guy in Chain Scrape already talking about the mine. That's and true. And then Petra's the one that told you about the refugees in the first place. She's the one who told you about that entire situation. Right. Yeah. So I think she would have talked about it anyway. So, I mean, you could probably, she probably could have talked about it. And you, that mine, that uh, quest is still probably available for you to do. Because they would probably be like, what? There's people that almost drowned. <laughs> Let, <laughs> Let me, me go, go check it out. Stick my nose into other business that's not mine. Exactly. So that's that's her ammo. Uh, but yeah, that ends the bristleback quest line. That the the whole thing we just did it all in one shot. Uh, so let's move on to another side quest, uh, Shadow of the Past. And this side quest starts when well, it doesn't start, but you know, you can get it once you enter the fort slash prison. Apparently, I don't know what it's more of. I mean, it's definitely. There's, there's prison cells all around, but it also acts as a fort, too. Uh, so, you know, you hear someone from inside a cell calling for the help of the Savior. Savior, you're my last hope. Conover, she's Meridian's Savior, not yours. It's just Aloy. What do you want? Please, no one will listen. But the Eclipse, they're here in the daunt. Really, Conover? Aloy's the one that defeated them. You're bothering her with this hogwash now? Some of them must have fled west after the battle at the Alight. I saw one of our sentries, Lorovic, sneaking off to meet with one. I tried to eavesdrop, but they spotted me. And then Lorovic tried to kill me. I... 
fought back. It was him or me. Unfortunately, there's no hard evidence that connects Laravik to the Eclipse. And since Conover doesn't deny killing his fellow soldier, Nozar sentenced him to death. What makes you so sure Laravik was working with the Eclipse? Well, I was too far to hear everything. But I heard them both say the word Eclipse. It's not the most outlandish claim I've heard, but it's up there. Crying Eclipse is a convenient way to dodge a death sentence. If I have to die, so be it. But if we ignore this threat, others are going to die too. Hey, so that soldier's name is Conover. And he currently is on death row for killing a fellow sentry. And according to him, that other sentry, whose name was Laravik, was actually an Eclipse soldier. And he caught him talking to another person he suspects to be Eclipse. And while he was spying, they caught him. And Laravik allegedly tried to kill him. And he believes that there's more Eclipse than the Dawn. But there is another guard there named Yarbril. Yar, Sorry, not Yar. It's, it's Yabril. I was going to say Yar, but it's, it's just yeah, a Y. So it's YB. Yabril. Yeah, I, I put T Brill by accident. So <laughs> that's his uh, uh, wrestler name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's Yabril. Uh, and he says there's no evidence to back Conover's claim. They searched Larvik's bunk multiple times and they even searched the meeting site where, you know, uh, Conover did the stabby stabby. And uh, yeah, there was no nothing to be found. And uh, Conover doesn't deny killing Larvik. So Nozar sentenced him to death since the only fact available is that he killed. And Gabriel says Nogar, uh, no, not Nogar, sorry, Nozar is on edge with the embassy and doesn't want any distractions. And I'm like, well, just sentencing to death seems a little steep. Like, can't you just hold him until after the embassy is done and do a deeper investigation? Right. Also, like, people usually don't kill for no reason. So, like, why would he just go out there and kill this dude if he didn't yeah, get attacked even, first? That's what I'm saying. Even if you didn't believe him about the eclipse, at least find out why he killed the guy. Like, yeah, you killed him? I don't have time for this. Just sentence him to death. Like, that, right. like that was, that's basically what he did. So, yeah, it's 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 a bit much. But uh, the reason Conover believed that Larvik was an Eclipse is because he heard him and the other person both say Eclipse, which is not very strong evidence for a murder case. <laughs> uh, you know, he, uh, Conover started to get suspicious due to an, like an incident where trespassers slipped through the gate. And Ozar didn't do much about it. He just reprimanded the sentries on duty and tightened up the patrols and told everybody to let the Tanakh deal with the trespassers. And Conover thought it was weird that no one, you know, because no one in Baronite is that careless unless it's on purpose. And, you know, he says Larvik is usually a complainer, but was really quiet about this incident. And he started acting different after it. And uh, he also caught Larvik sneaking out one night and followed him. And he found him arguing with a stranger. And when they both then, you know, when they were arguing, they both mentioned Eclipse. <laughs> so uh, Conover tells Aloy where the meeting was and Aloy agrees to go check it out. Uh, she says she can see things others can't. She does one of those. Like, well, you know. <laughs> My second sight and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, humble brag. And, uh, you know, um, it, she decides to go out there. But Aloy's body language throughout this entire conversation. Like she, she has, like, this body language throughout the beginning of the game. And I can't remember if she really continues to use it throughout the rest. I have to watch the rest of the videos I have. But she puts her hands on her hips a lot when she's talking to people. You say that like and I put my hands on my hips at that same time. I think I <laughs> noticed that as well. 
like I, I do understand it's a strong like they're trying to have her take a strong stance and a strong position, but it's actually pretty like if 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 I'm just talking to somebody and then they put their hands on their hips like they're Superman, which that's the, <laughs> that's the position that she takes. I'm like that looks odd, dude. You know? Yeah. Like it, the 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 language it comes off it comes off as strong, but it also comes off as like judgy too because she's like. You know, she puts her hands on her hips and she kind of looks up like, what do you need? <laughs> you know, tell me everything. You know what, though? It, to be fair, like the beginning of the game, that was kind of her vibe anyway. So I feel like it's kind of fitting. Right. I mean, I, I, I guess so. It just, you know, I, I don't know if it comes off the way that the developers intended it to be. Or perhaps they intended her to come off like this. And then maybe later in the game there's some type of transition or something happens and it kind of breaks down. Maybe. I don't recall seeing her doing it later on, but it's not, it's something that I noticed, but not something that I didn't notice. If that makes sense. No, (laughs) no, like it's something that I noticed she did, but I didn't notice if she stopped doing it. Oh yeah. You're saying you could have just got used to it. Right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so Aloy, she finds a location where Conover killed Larvik, and, you know, she finds tracks leading away from the site, and she finds some blood, which she's able to track. I mean, he got hurt, looks like, fighting a machine, uh, specifically a burrower. I'm like, this guy got scratched up, like, fighting a burrower? He's supposed to be Eclipse? And he lived through the Battle of Meridian, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Burrowers are tough, you know? Uh, I, I guess so. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he that trail does lead to a cave. It leads Aloy to a cave. And in that cave, Aloy finds Eclipse cultists. And they're talking about needing to head west to find somebody named Vezra. And it sounds like Lorovic was their way through the gate, but they haven't seen him, so they're either assuming he's dead or he lost his nerve. And they assume and they also mention someone named Rayad as their link to Vezra. And he's dead, too, so I'm assuming that's the guy whose blood trail led us to the cave in the first place. And it seems that they're out of options because now they're planning to hit Baron Light at the next guard change to try to get through the gate. So, uh, but these enemies are easy to deal with. I was going to say, this is another convenient thing that Aloy just so happened to be here at the perfect time to hit them before, like, right before they're about to go out the gate. Right. I mean, and also, technically speaking, right, (laughs) she is not saving Conover's life because of the next guard change, these Eclipse were going to rush through the gate anyway, proving what Conover was was saying. Oh, true. But I think they said that he was going to die, like, by nightfall or something, right? Is that what they said? No. Oh, okay. I could be He says something about nightfall later on, but we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Yeah, no, but like, I'm like, yeah, at the next guard, all you had to do was wait for the next guard change, and he would have been a free man. Like, oh, man, Conover, I guess you were right. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, these enemies are easy to deal with. Uh, they all have their back turned to you, <laughs> so you just go up to each one and stealth them. Uh, there is a data point in this, the cave that's, whoever wrote this data point starts to sound like they were putting, like, one and one together, because they mentioned, like, oh, we did everything Hades wanted and everything the high priest told us to do, and we still lost. What should we do now? And then they're like, 
well, maybe the period of shadow isn't over. Maybe we need to head west, and that's where the true power lies. I'm like, dude, you were so close. So close, but so far. You were far. so close. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so after killing all the Eclipse, you do find Rayad's focus. It is on Rayad's dead body. Oops. And yeah, so that, 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 that burrower was the end of him. The otter. The, remember that's what they Everybody's are Everybody's just otter. getting They're destroyed otters. by otters yeah <laughs> oh. so the, the focus starts to play a message from Vezra and he is telling other eclipse to come west and new empire awaits and the message comes with coordinates out past Baron Light so Aloy heads back to Baron Light to deliver the good news of Conover she tells them about the plans to hit Baron Light and gives uh, Yabril an eclipse mask to give to Nozar. So he has proof that Conover is not lying. And Conover is like, oh, this is the, this is the end of the eclipse. But Aloy tells him about Vesvera and that she's going to go after him. And he wants to help. But she says he should just enjoy his freedom. And this is another dramatic like, kind of Aloy moment. Because... Conover's like, you're going to go after him, aren't you? And she, like, turns her head away. She's like, yes, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, can you not? <laughs> right. I thought you were going to complain about not accepting help, but I was like, if the other people oh, got destroyed too. by otters, then maybe we don't want his help. Yeah, like, I mean... Out of all the companions we could have traveling through the West, he's not one of the ones I want. I'm no. not going to complain about him not coming. But you also expect that, like, you know, a character that you're meeting on a side quest for one quest, like, there's a reason why they won't be able to come. Like, no. Like, you know, so. True. I wasn't expecting him to come anyway. But also, she's still, well, you're true. That's her not accepting help. But at least she kind of sort of has a good reason. Like, nah, I'll take care of it. You just, you just enjoy your freedom. You know? Right. So. But this ends the shadow of the past side quest and it gives you a new side quest shadow in the west which we're going to cover later uh once we start talking about the badlands i'm pretty sure this quest is in the badlands i'm pretty sure that quest is in the badlands i have no idea this map was so big and there's so many different locations and not clear cuts on what was where i'm like yeah sure that's like in this area i guess yeah I, I based off of it because it's near another quest so I'm pretty sure that's where that's uh, it's it's in it's in the it's in let's say the Badlands, no man's land. So that makes sense. I was like, you know what? I don't remember the Badlands, but that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's in no man's land. I don't think there's any place called the Badlands. Sorry. Probably no, no, no. I think you're no. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that quest, um, like I said, that that's in that, like there's a. I feel like there's a lot of the uh, of quests in this game where. The timing was just off, <laughs> you know, like Aloy with the embassy. If she just waited 15 minutes, she would have, <laughs> he would have right. went through. Right. Um, as, a, as opposed to making an, any, an enemy of Nozar, which doesn't make a difference because he did. So like, also it, true. It, it, it doesn't really make a difference that she made an enemy of him. Uh, or like, you know, this quest where they would just waited to the next shift change and it would have happened, uh, you know, regardless. So there's a lot of that, but. Uh, let's move on to an errand. This one's actually called a bigger boom. It's in Chainscrape, and you meet Dila and Boomer, and their sisters. Dila is the older one. Boomer is the younger one. She loves explosions. Uh, everything she says and does involves explosions or explosives, you know. Uh, but they're from the claim, and they were sent out to out west to find an opportunity. Their father said they would 
know it when they saw it. And later in the conversation, Dealer explains that there was some type of incident involving Boomer and explosions, and their father sent them off the next day. Listen, when so. you name your kid Boomer, you're asking for problems. I don't know. Her name may be something else, but I know. Yeah, I was also I was also thinking that maybe her nickname's Boomer because she causes a lot of explosions. But you, you gotta expect you gotta expect some kind of explosions. Right. Yes, with a name like Boomer. With a Very name creative. like Boomer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Boomer, she does have. I mean, I cannot put my finger on it. Uh, I wouldn't even try. But she doesn't have have some type of social. I guess you would call it disorder. Which comes into play later on. That's the only reason I'm mentioning it. Uh, so it comes into play a little later on, not in this quest, but in, in, in another errand. Actually, is that a side quest? Is, I think it's, I think an it's a side quest. Road. It's a side quest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it kind of comes in uh, down the road, but yeah, in her dialogue, it's uh, sort of, sort of, kind of present. She talks to her. her uh, she so sometimes she talks to herself. Sometimes it seems like she's talking to herself, but she's actually talking to, you know, another person. Yeah, she but, takes everything uh, like way too literal too. So like it's it's definitely present. Like you you can notice it, but I do like how they don't mention it at all. Yeah. Like it's there, but like you know, whatever, that's just boomer. Yeah, they don't mention it. They don't really focus on it. Yeah. Uh and it's not like she can't direct some uh, address somebody directly because later on she does ask Aloy some questions directly, but they're explosive related, so. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's our only interest. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but they are looking to, to design a new weapon, and Dila, she wants to build an enhanced version of a javelin thrower that will increase the javelin's velocity. Uh, Boomer wants to add explosive tips to the javelin. That's what she thought they should focus on, you know, obviously the explosive stuff. Of course. And Aloy suggested they do both, and Dila agrees, but she says uh, they need parts. So you have to find three charger horns and a fang horn rib. And if you get the parts from them, they'll build you the weapon for free, at least a prototype of it. And the charger horns, uh, you can get them by going right outside Chainscrape. They do break on death, though, so you just have to, you know... Shoot them off the charges before you go to kill them. I will say, I do feel like the charges are less annoying in this game. Charges mm-hmm. were a bit more annoying in the in the other game. Because, uh, like, they like in this one, I feel like if you hurt one bad enough, like, once you start getting one below 50% health, the other charges will run off. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other game, like, they just all attacked, right? They just all attacked, yeah. yeah. Like, out of all, like, the riding machines... The only ones that really attacked on a regular basis when they saw you were chargers, if I remember correctly. Because even like the broad, I forget what they're called, the broad horns or whatever, the one I used to ride the most, that one never, like I never really had any attack me. Or the striders, outside of the beginning of the game. (laughs) You know. But the the charger horns are easy. The firefang horns across the river, uh, it's not by itself. There were two scroungers with it. And I was going to try to approach it stealthily. And kill it, but my mount, my charger, decided to attack a scrounger, <laughs> and that alerted the entire group. I can never get my mounts to attack anything. Like we we were just standing there, and the scrounger. I was in the grass, and the scrounger was coming closer, and then my my uh, charges like walked up to it, like it wasn't going to do anything, and it turned around and kicked it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> and god! I was like, oh crap! 
And so, yeah, that's when uh, the alert came. You know, but uh, yeah, this one you don't have to keep it alive to get any parts off it. You can kill the fire fang horn, and you could just harvest the ribs off of its carcass. So it worked out. Uh, but once Aloy has all the parts, she can return to Dila. And she puts the prototype together and gives Aloy the prototype spike thrower. This is when Aloy and Boomer talk. But it's funny at the first because I think like the the way they frame it is just like Aloy standing there. Boomer staring at Aloy. Aloy is not saying anything. And then she kind of says hi. And then Boomer's like, did you blow anything up? Did you blow up any bandits? <laughs> like that's the question she asks her. Um, I love the awkward stare. That yeah, was my it was, favorite. It was, it was just yeah. like, hi, did you blow anything up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once, you know, she's done putting the, like I said, the prototype together, she gives you the prototype spike thrower. And I mean, I knew spike throwers were a weapon, but it was not what I was expecting at all. I was expecting some type of gun that launched spikes mm-hmm. or even something that threw spikes. No. <laughs> But no, you are launching the spikes. It's just a holder for the spike. Like that's all it is. Like that's the, I didn't even know that. I thought Aloy was still just holding the spike. I thought like her hand was just holding the spike and she was throwing it. But no, like she's she has like a little holder and the spike go the javelin goes in a holder and she just like lobs it. That's what uh, it looks like. See, like I said, I only used them at like the end of the game. And I was like, wow, these are cool. And then not the end of the yeah. game, sorry, my the end of my playthrough. The way the animation looks, it looks like Aloy is just holding the, the javelin back and then tossing it. Yeah. But if you look at the still picture that they show you during at, at like when you first get it, it shows her with the little handhold thing and she's launching the spike thrower. I'm like, that's what you needed that for? <laughs> that's what you needed all those parts for to build that little metal piece? Uh yeah. You can just forge that? Like, you know. Nope. So but this was my first spike thrower. This is, uh, I knew I liked the spike thrower right away, but I was still playing on hard and I've mentioned it several times, but I ran out of the, uh, blast paste. So for a while I couldn't use it, but I did really like it. I did really like the spike thrower. Yeah. I wish I was more diverse with the weapons that I use. And I just, I was too set in my ways and I was trying for so long to play the game like I played Zero Dawn. So, like, I just ended right. up not using some great weapons. Yeah, I mean, the my favorite spike throw, which I don't, I'm not using anymore because I can't find an epic version of it, is the spike thrower that had the, I think it had explosive tips on one. And then the other one was the drill spike. That was fan fantastic the drill spike because the the drill spikes not only like do they uh tear armor off of the enemy they also like they increase stagger too so you put a couple of drill spikes into an enemy and it'll eventually knock them over yeah i remember you telling me about the the drill spikes and i was like oh yeah i really have to try them that sounds really cool (laughs) i never did never did it no (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like the spike thrower and the uh, oh man, what I was gonna what was the other, name of the other one? The disc launcher, but it's not called the disc launcher. The gauntlet, the yeah, the sh- and the shredder, shredder gauntlet. gauntlet. They're my two, two of my 
two of my favorite new weapons. Yeah, I we talked about the Shredder Gauntlet so much, but like that that is one that I used and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So uh but yeah, so this is not the last we're gonna see of them. We will see them later on in the game in another quest. But uh I I mean what this is a level seven quest. I don't think we see them until like after level twenty four. <laughs> it's really time we, far, yeah. It's it's really far, so I mean, at least they're reusing some of these Asaram characters a bit more because at least the Asaram have a reason to move around the map. Right. So at least they're using them for that. Uh, so the last thing we'll talk about today is not necessarily, a, it's not really a quest, but it is the Chain Scrape Melee Pit, which is actually something we should, probably should have talked about when we talked about the area, but I kind of forgot. Uh, <laughs> but the Melee Pits are essentially areas that help you learn to learn to use melee attacks. Like each pit focuses, so at least it seems like it focuses on certain attacks. Uh, you know, you can't complete melee challenges unless you have certain attacks unlocked. And uh yeah like i when i first saw the melee challenges i thought they were gonna be actual challenges but they're more like tutorials Tutorials, yeah well i now that i've done all of the melee pits the first one feels like a tutorial but the fights for the other one or other ones are definitely a lot more tough i i disagree i just i feel like i disagree with that because like I think some of the moves later on are a bit more difficult to pull off, mm-hmm. like some of the combos. But the fight, like I never got da- out damaged in a fight, except maybe the ch- the the pit boss, because the pit boss is an actual. That's fight. that's what I'm talking about, like the actual oh, fight. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, they so, were all tutorials leading up to that. Yes, that's yeah. Okay, so we're we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- because you have to complete the challenges, and once you complete all the challenges, you can uh, fight the pit master. Well, like I said, those challenges feel like tutorials, and usually the pit master requires you to use the attacks you've learned or practiced during the challenges. Yeah. So the pit master in Chain Scrape is Oderg, and he explains uh, that you can only use dull blades and practice arrows, and everything else is off limits, including healing items. And uh, he also talks about a legendary Tanakh warrior called the Enduring and wonders who would win in a fight, you or them. And he says Tanakh have training pits just like his, and if you want to train with the Enduring, you would need to beat the pit master in all three. At least he says, he says, I think you have to beat the pit master in all three. Like, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you exactly have to do. Exactly what you have to do, yep. So, I mean, but I guess it makes sense um, for him not to know officially because it's not like he. Uh, it's not like the the, the Tanakh are, are very friendly, so it's not like he could have gone there and talked to them about it, and they would have right. told him about it. Yeah, so I guess that's why they kind of have to say, yeah, I think it goes like this, or I think it goes like that, but no, that is exactly what happens. And later on, because you have to confirm the information, when you finally get to the pits in the Tanakh territory, you uh, they have the same exact conversation. Uh, so this pit, it focuses on the block breaker attack. It focuses on resonator blast. And then the third challenge is beating the pit master. And yeah, I mean, like I said, all you have to do, like, oh, Dirk, I think he'll, he'll like attack and you just dodge that and you beat him. Then eventually he'll start blocking and you use your block breaker. And at some point, you'll have a resonator blast built up, and then you just use that, and pretty much the fight's over. So it's 
the whole area is a tutorial. This one is a, is a complete tutorial before you get to the real pit masters. Yeah. Um, but uh, beating old Durgo gets you a, a pristine skull. So it's a rare item. It's not even that spectacular. Even though me playing on hard and not having enough, not having money, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, I can I can sell this for something. Uh, but yeah, but once you beat Oderg, he gives you the quest for the enduring. Or actually, I think maybe you get the quest for the enduring if you back out of the conversation, regardless. Oh, possibly. I I should have checked because I talked to him, and then was like, "Oh, that sounds great," and then left for like another day and came back and was like, "Oh, I guess I'll do this now." Right? Yeah. Yeah, because the the enduring quest is like it's like level thirty two. The yeah. enduring like you don't do the enduring quest until close to the end of the game. Yeah, and even so. even some of the, I guess we could talk about it like more in depth later. But the, even at level thirty two, like those fights were kind of tough because, for, at least for me, because I was killing everything with acid, and I'm like, oh, I have to actually think. Oh, yeah, you actually have to use your attacks now. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. You do actually have to use the attacks that they that they give you. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about them more in depth because they were, there was one that I definitely thought was harder than the others. Yes. Uh, it was one that was definitely harder than the others. I don't know if we think, if we're thinking about the same one or not. We have to be. We'll, we'll talk after, yeah. after we close this up and leave the audience in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we're actually gonna we're gonna go ahead and close up on this episode here, and like I said, on the on the next episode, we're finally going to uh, be heading west of Barren Light. We're gonna be heading toward uh, where Silence told us to come and uh, come and talk to him. So that's what we're gonna be doing in the in the next episode. Um, but uh, yeah, Christina, like how how are you feeling leaving the Daunt? Finally, we're we're done with New Embrace. I'm so excited. I feel like I did this so long ago, but everything's like so fresh. It, w- it wasn't even that long ago, but I guess how far I've come in the game, I'm just like, it's the almost baby Aloy, like you're right, baby Aloy embrace kind of moment. So like, it feels like it was really long ago, but not really. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I'm, I, I was, I, think I mentioned it before, so I won't go back into, into in depth, but I was happy to be able to leave uh the new embrace <laughs> you know now finally get ready to explore the open world because i mean uh, uh no man's land and we'll get into it like you know it, it it's it's a bit it seems a bit empty a bit arid <laughs> you know yeah uh but you know once you do hit where silence is and you hit that main quest i think that that's what really kicks the game into into motion that's what it feels like to me yeah. this quest that we're going to be that we're going to start in the next episode really kicks the game into motion yeah i felt disappointed because after i left the daunt i was like everything was so compact like there was so much stuff to do and now on the open map in the open world it doesn't look like that much and yeah the daunt had a lot of stuff in like a small area but there's there is a lot of stuff believe me right. a lot of stuff <laughs> so Right. I mean, it was built like that for a reason, you know, right. so they wanted you, they wanted you to make it, it wanted to make it easy to find everything. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to moving forward with the story finally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to actually talk about all of that. I experienced again, cause it was really exciting to go through and put everything together. So. 
Okay, well, with that, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you want to keep up with what's going on with this show and the Mashes Buttons Network, you can do so at twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Christina, where can they find you? You can find me at S'mores Pop Tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also host of another podcast on the network called Wondrous Tales, and we talk about Final Fantasy 14 content. So we just finished up talking about MSQ. So if that's interesting, come listen. And if it's not, we're not talking about it anymore. So come listen for other things. All right. Uh, and you can find me streaming on Twitch TV slash Smash Those Buttons sometimes. You can also find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we will have to have you join our Discord and talk about the game, talk about the show. So please feel free to join us at match.gg slash Discord. You know, we'd love to hear your comments and questions. So uh, you can message us on the Discord or talk on the channels. You can uh, message us on Twitter or you can even just email us at contact at match.gg. If you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so at mtb.gg slash support and see all the ways you can support Mash's Buttons. Uh, we do have a Patreon with uh, general support starting at about $2 a month. Uh, we do have a Teespring store, which is merch.mash.gg. And uh, we do have Twitch subscriptions available, like I said earlier, at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And we have Humble Bundle affiliate links for games on the Humble Store. So, you know, if you, you buy a game from the Humble Store, you just, they'll just give you a code for Steam or Epic or Uplay, but it also uh, helps us out with the affiliate links. So, uh, and then we also have one-time PayPal donations, so you can, you can support in that way as well. And I encourage everyone to stay tuned after the show to hear more about mash those buttons. And with that, we are done for this episode. See you in no man's land. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 